Comfort, the enemy of progress. Hugh Jackman's P.T. Barnum. You are listening to the Main Event Man Podcast. I'm your host, Roy Flash Gordon. I'm a fitness professional, pro wrestler, and men's coach. And I created this podcast to help men get off their asses, face their fears, and start living the life they've always wanted. Each week, I bring topics and thoughts to the table that will not only help you step into the main event of your world and shape your life into one you love, but also help you become a better man, not only for yourself, but for the people in your life and this world we live in. Hello and welcome back. Before we get too far on this one, I want to point out that the real P.T. Barnum was a dirtbag, and I want to make it clear I'm quoting the much better in comparison, Hugh Jackman version. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. I talk a ton about embracing the uncomfortable situations in your life. Truly, if it is your goal to grow, you have to deal with an uncomfortable situation or two or 500. From athletic to academic to business to artistic performance and so much more, the catalyst to growth is discomfort. As a runner, you only get faster by challenging yourself to paces you are not used to running at, either increasing them or holding them for a various amount of time. In real time, your body gives you feedback like, yo, this sucks. Let's go back to doing what we know does not suck this bad. That's where an awesome coach comes in and says they won't let you slack and you get better because you push past that discomfort. Um, as an actor, it's easy to keep taking classes and small projects, but if you want to make it to the next level, you have to audition on another level, meaning you have to do more auditions where the competition is stiffer and face more potential rejection. All inherently a lot more uncomfortable than before, but the experience you get leads to growth and the roles you eventually get are the result of that growth. Um, as a wrestler, I could have stayed and played patty cake with my buddies in the practice wrestling ring, having fun and maybe getting a little bit better. Or I could seek out opportunities to get on bigger shows or even practice with wrestlers I knew were better than me so I could learn from them and be pulled up to perform on their level. I did. And I wanted to puke before hitting the curtain many a time because of it. I got better, though, a lot better, good enough to get a little attention from the right people and build a decent little reputation in my area. If I want to get better than that, I have to rinse and repeat and continue to seek that discomfort. The thing is, though, when we're put in the moment, that moment right before hitting the curtain or doing the audition or having that big meeting that could change your life, the discomfort hits. It feels like that. Uh, I think I'm going to puke feeling. You know, like a punch to the gut or that, you know, other queasy feeling or it could be sweating profusely. Some might get a little cross-eyed or feel faint or shake uncontrollably. You might feel like you can't breathe. That's all part of our fight, flight or freeze response, which, if you don't know, is triggered in these situations where the nervous system is activated. Evolutionarily, it formed as a way to flip on a switch inside ourselves that would increase our odds of survival in the face of danger, way back in those saber-toothed tiger days we know so much about. Also, as you might remember, these days it's mostly outdated for use in day-to-day life, but it can be triggered at the drop of a hat. 
And a lot of times it only serves by turning us into goddamn messes before we have to do something that is not literally life-threatening. Ironically, a lot of time causing our performance to suffer in ways that can threaten how we handle things that are pretty important to us a lot of the times. So obviously, those are pretty big examples of discomfort taking over. But even the smallest hint of discomfort in your voice or posture or energy can throw off your performance and also threaten the outcome you're looking for. Breath work, meditation, and other great habits can assist you in keeping you a prime state and be able to handle your discomfort. There will be days, though, where you're ready to slay and then, I don't know, like your girl breaks up with you on the way to work and you're in, on the way to the office and traffic sucks on your way. And you also put on your unlikely tie on the day you have to have this opportunity to close a, the biggest sale ever. And maybe because all your shields are a little weakened uh, due to all that. And when game, game time comes, boom, discomfort. That could lead to doubt. That could lead to further negative thoughts. That could lead to further lack in performance. So how do you reset? How do you embrace that discomfort and still kill it? Today, I want to talk about how you can do that. Uh, maybe just a few minutes without allowing those feelings of discomfort to dull your shine. So here's six steps to bouncing back when uncomfortable situations threaten to mm, kill your vibe. Step Number one, breathe. Super simple advice you get in most situations that might cause you nervousness or anything like that. You simply breathe. You want to shake out the feelings in our body that aren't serving us. Deep breathing is like magic when it comes to calming down. It tells your brain, hey, time to quiet down. And that lets your fight, flight, or freeze response, know that it's time to start turning itself off again. Step two, you want to try to subtract the drama or the stigma from the situation. Sometimes you feel bad for feeling bad, further not helping the situation. So first, you want to remember that emotions are normal. Sometimes they're there to say we need to address something. Sometimes they're there to remind us that something just means a lot to us. And if you're listening to this right now, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you're likely a human and we go through things sometimes. That's just how it works. And it's okay. Another thing that's helped me big time is the thought that, hey, I can't be the only person that's ever felt this way or been in this sort of situation. We as a collective could be benefiting so much from that thought. And the thought that, hey, we are more alike than we are different. A great place to start empowering yourself is by saying, someone before me has been where I am right now and gotten through it with flying colors. So will I. Step three. With negative feelings come negative thoughts about you or your situation. If you let yourself be washed away into those thoughts, your situation will get the better of you for sure. You want to remember that your thoughts are just your thoughts. That thoughts are little pulses of activity inside the brain. And they're powerful, but they don't necessarily equal the truth. 
So in the case of worrisome thoughts, go back to the thought that we've mentioned before on the podcast. What's the worst that can happen? Are you going to die? No? All right. That's great. Let's go then. Do it. Move forward. Sometimes that reminder is all you need to get a little boost. And in times of stress, you may, you may need to quiet your thoughts in order to perform your best. You can do that by trying to pull yourself out of your mind, so to speak, and choose to be the observer. You're just watching your thoughts. Choosing to observe them rather than actively participate helps take that edge off a little bit. So pretend they're happening outside your body. Depersonalize the situation. Another way to quiet your thoughts is to simply, hey, thoughts, thanks for that. And just tell them to quiet, like you're turning down the knob on a radio. Step four, cognitive reappraisal, which is a fancy term for changing your beliefs. So not your fundamental, necessarily uh, sticking with you beliefs, and not even necessarily your limited beliefs like we talked about last week your literal belief about what's happening right in front of you. So let's say the girl you like, uh, you text her and she doesn't respond right away or for a while. And you tend to be someone who needs more frequent communication. Uh, you might let those negative thoughts start to leak in of why she's not responding, start to, uh, you know, take over a little bit. Uh, maybe she got kidnapped on her way home from the gym. Yeah, that could be it. Or she's mad at me for leaving the toilet seat up the other night. Oh God, what if she's with another guy? Whatever. <laughs> you know, the, the spiral continues with the rest of those negative thoughts. Now, those thoughts aren't super helpful, say, uh, before your big audition, where you need to be on your A-game. Especially if you, for the time being, have no way of finding out an explanation. And 30 minutes <laughs> typically isn't that long enough to uh, file for missing persons. So you're going to have to figure this out. So you want to change your perception of your current reality. Ask yourself what else could be going on. Um, maybe she got a late start and she's just still at the gym. Maybe a family emergency happened and she's dealing with that. Maybe she works a night shift as a nurse and has a super fucked up sleep schedule. What are some other reasonable explanations for the situation that's causing your feelings. Once you have them, see how you feel. Probably a little bit better than you did when you were mid-spiral, right? And then finally, step number five. Um, it's my favorite step because basically you just say, fuck it. Not literally, maybe for me, but it looks kind of like, fuck it. It's called... A transfer of responsibility. And it's a practice in letting go. So, did you prepare all you could before this? Prime your state before taking on this big task. Realign when life threw you off course a little bit so you could give it your all. Still don't feel great? Fuck it. <laughs> Whatever you believe in. Uh, maybe God or another entity. Maybe the universe or whatever you hold as a higher power. Take the burden off your shoulders and you transfer the responsibility to their or its much more powerful shoulders. Once you've given your best to a situation, you let go of the outcome because you've done all you can control. 
there can be an enormous peace to that. I think this is where the saying, let go and let God comes from. You let your faith and your entity take over and you go perform. So to review, step one, breathe and shake off the discomfort you feel when it's setting in. Number two, destigmatize your reaction to the uncomfortable situation. Step three, neutralize your negative thoughts when they come about. Step four, rewrite your reality with some alternative potential realities. And step five, transfer the responsibility of what's going on to your entity of choice or the universe or whatever you believe in as one of many ways to let go. Above all else, if you want to create a life you've never had, you've got to get acquainted with feelings of discomfort and other situations that will make you grow. You can do it without the above five steps totally, but how much quicker will you get those results you're looking for when you're your realest, most authentic self in all your power? Sometimes you have to get into that state real quick. No guarantee that it'll be faster, but I sure like the odds that you will influence, impress, and perform at a higher level more than ever before. Now that you got a few additional tricks to shine through discomfort. If you like this episode, please, please rate and review. And if you want more content like this, please give me a follow at Rory Flash Gordon on Instagram. Thanks. Thanks.